Basement Booker's Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Basement Booker's Podcast. This is Basement Booker's Podcast, AEW Full Gear Predictions episode. Uh, Rich is here. He is the reigning, defending uh, basement champion, also the other part of here, Basement Booker's Podcast. Rich sure is, everybody. Oh, my God. Thank you for your... Uh... So enthusiastic introduction. You seem like you are so looking forward to, to full gear. Speak, speaking of, there's there are a lot of gears in our overlay here. Is that? You said that AEW full gear episode had to be special. You said to dip in to the budget. And I have here all the gears. I have this. I got all the gears for full gear. So is now that what you did with? From with the money from selling all that TKO stock? Uh, no, this is just the basic booker's funds. Okay, money all out right, of your cool. pocket. You said, and then you know, and look, it's just. Well, listen, nothing but the best for the bookiverse, right? I think we might have enough for two episodes. Good. Um, I'm not promising anything, but we might have it. So uh, there's enough gears to fill. Two episodes of Basement Booker's AEW Full Gear. So if you like what you see, and um, you're gonna see so many gears turning, and uh, this this week Basement Booker's is is all gears. We're all, all gears. gears. See, people say they're all elite, but we're all gears. Uh, right. We're all gears for full gear. We're in um, full gear. I'm in partial gear. At least I got a shirt on. Well, I'm glad that you do have a shirt on. We're all very happy. Uh, that you do. So let's not mess around here on ceremony. Unless you had some kind of news item you wanted to bring up. I say we go straight into the picks and predictions. Right. Oh, of course, we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk about the lead up uh, as we see fit. Because that's what we do. Right. That. Yeah. Okay. Great. Like, that's the things I want to say about this week's Dynamite. Well, you know. As is custom, um, there's always a match uh, that correlates with something that happens. So you can easily talk about it uh, when it comes up. You know, there's no rules here. So if it comes up, it comes up, right? So That's right. That's what we'll do. So the build-up to this match here, this is the zero hour. So currently... MJF, he has nobody. Like his friends, I think they got beat up, the acclaimed. So I guess they can't help him. Mm -hmm. um, he's got like uh, a shady past, so people don't really want to help him. But there's one man. One man has stepped up. Uh, a man who's been a very confusing uh, person lately, uh, be it his character or what Tony Khan had him do. Uh, so Samoa Joe with the one caveat being, listen, I will team with you, but I want a title match. Um, so I'm assuming that MJF versus MJF teaming with vacant is Samoa Joe. See, as he's just recently vacated the television championship for a nonsensical reason. And it'll be them versus the guns. But something tells me 
you have other ideas. Now, it, it's possible that they'll just do MJF and Joe. Uh, will Joe turn on MJF during the match? I don't know. It's, uh, it makes sense, right? Um, but I wonder if Joe relinquishing the TV title, as discussed last week, that was stupid. Or maybe two weeks ago, whichever it was. Um, I wonder if that might be a, no pun intended, swerve. Because someone else might be MJF's partner. Realistically, they don't do a lot of surprises on the pre-show like that. So it's probably just going to be... Sorry, the zero hour. So it's probably just going to be MJF. But I'm going to... I'll be tuning in. Interested. It's going to be MJF? Regardless? Yeah, okay. Joe, yeah, definitely MJF. But uh, might be Joe. <laughs> you know, seeing MJF team with MJF has been one of those things that I just didn't think I wanted. But uh, I guess I do. So thanks for that. So now I mean, we... nothing better than one scumbag than two scumbags, right? I mean, I guess it's possible. I mean, I don't know how he's going to pull it off. I mean, he could do it like Ultimate Warrior at Fall Brawl 98. Uh, you know, there were two Warriors. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, stay tuned for that one. Uh, well, listen, I don't know what it is about this match, but it seems to me that for MJF to trust Samoa Joe is to, like, you know, be tag team partners with your cellmate who's very touchy. And uh, the minute you turn your back, he will put you to sleep and have his way with you. So, uh, you know, yeah, either that, way. That shows what, MO. Whatever comes after, spoiler alert, MJF beating Switchblade. Because in the world of Basement Jair, if you got to pretend to be champion, you're not going to be the champion for a while. So... I'll uh, leave that there for later. So zero. Yeah, hour. It, it's like one of those things. How about you hold the belt for all? Oh, I'm going to be champ for all. No, you're going to hold the belt. Uh... Yeah, you could hold it, but you're not in the club. You right. know, you could hold it, but it's mm -hmm. not yours. You could hold it, but it comes home with me. So, and that me is MJF, and also probably the tag titles, I guess. With whoever yeah, I think, it is. I, yeah, I think maybe tag titles move, but MJF is going to retain. So, kind of killed two birds with one stone here. Yeah, guns suck anyway. All right, this is probably going to open the show proper, or maybe not. We'll see. Proper. Uh, we have... Huh? Proper. You said proper. Proper. <laughs> uh, for the AEW Women's World Championship, timeless Tony Storm challenging... The current champion, Takaro Shida. Well, you know, Tony Storm's been on a bit of a tear lately. Uh, I think Takaro Shida retains um, here. And um, this isn't the last you'll see of uh, Tony Storm's quest for the gold. Um. And, you know, seeing how this is the World Women's Championship match, I thought this would be the best time to speculate mm -hmm. on what this signing that is known all over the world, which leads me to believe it's not going to be some uh, New Japan stardom export import, you know, from mm -hmm. the East. So I think it's Ronda Rousey. I think Ronda Rousey. 
hmm. may or may not or may or may not be signing with AEW. It, it's it's not beyond the pale of whatever. I don't even know if that's the right thing to say. But I've already made my pick for this match, so I can speculate. So All right. So I'm going with Cheetah as well. Uh, I feel like this Tony Storm character, at least at the moment, is better in pursuit of the title. Um. I'm curious where Mariah May fits in here. Uh, she obviously just signed. Her character is that of a fangirl for Tony Storm, as we have seen. Um, interesting choice of role, character. It worked um, before. <laughs> did did Bailey was a fangirl for everyone? No, uh, it's more like Trish Stratus and Mickey yeah. James. I was thinking that. I wasn't thinking about Bailey at all. I, I feel was, like it's going to be more closer to that. I was thinking reverse chronologically. But yeah. Um, yeah, but Bailey wasn't like obsessing over one person. You true. know what I mean? This person true, true. is specifically targeting Tony Storm. Yeah, you're right. I just thought of Bailey first. Is that okay? No, it's not Maybe. okay, Rich. Are you sure? <laughs> I think it's okay. No, I don't think it's okay. I think this uh, is good. Jack Tunney has, uh, he says that it's not okay. So I don't know what to tell you. Um, All right. All right. I'm overruled apparently by uh, President Jack Tunney. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Cheetah going over. Maybe Mariah May will come out and distract Tony Storm accidentally, causing some drama and whatever. And this signing, I think, so I don't know her contractual status. It might be a little more likely that it's Mercedes Monet. Man, that would be such a disappointment for me. I hear you. know you. what I mean? Because it's like, it's not that I don't like her. It's just that it's like, in my canon already, I had her signed with them anyway. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's nothing new for me. So mm -hmm. like in my little imagination, she already works there. So it would be, it's like, oh, okay. So we made it official. I feel like, like whoever it it's is. It's like right it's... now they're seeing each other. And now they decided, you know what, we're boyfriend and girlfriend now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's. I feel like whoever it is, if it is a female, I think the appropriate chant is, you're not Jade. You're not Jade. What if it's uh, Dolph Ziggler? Because his though competes up in December. It so. certainly could be. If his not competes up in December, then it's not him. Yeah. But, so you, you know, just... maybe we're assuming he had one. You know what I mean? Sure, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure how these things work. I haven't kept track in forever. Uh, could be Dolph. Sorry. Nick Nemeth. Is he going to do something with his brother? He should. But, uh, whatever. We'll Sometimes see. it's not necessary. Sometimes even your family can weigh you down. You know, I just don't think that's the best for him, you know? Yeah, like Nick, his brother's kind of, you know. Ryan definitely didn't quite get as much of the charisma gene as uh, Nick did. You know what it feels like? It kind of feels like he's like a Brooklyn Brawler type character, but like not as nearly as seasoned. Ryan? You know what I mean? Yeah, like enhancement yeah. talent. Mm -hmm. But it's like enhancement talent related to an actual wrestler. Mm -hmm. But lot like in talent enhancement that's related to the rock, but like enhancement talent that looks like Dolph Ziggler. You know, that's a big difference. 
mm-hmm. um, to that. And I think before we get rude, we should move on to the next match, which will be. So next here we have a trios uh, match. This is just uh, that's there's three men on each side. Now we used to call these six man tag matches, but uh, they're referred to these as trios matches. Um, uh, Christian Cage, uh, Dinosaur, and Nick Wayne, which uh, I believe it's the Patriarchy. Yeah. Uh, now I dig that. Uh, the Patriarchy versus uh, three men. Um, one of which definitely hasn't had any conversations with his father, and uh, that's Darby Allen. So Darby Allen, uh, Edge. And Sting, uh, two men I won't insult for fear of my life. So I think here the winner, uh, maybe you give it to the team Edge because it's their first outing together as a unit. Um, I don't know, maybe that's impop- impolite, you know, maybe it's a bad choice, but uh, that's what I think. I think, um, team elders. And uh, Team Darby Allen's two dads um, versus the patriarchy. Mm. Um, I think that's my how it might go. Like give Edge uh, his first dub at the show. Yeah, I agree, especially with it being uh, Sting's wrap-up tour. Um, like Christian Cage and his crew don't have anything to lose here. Uh, give it to Adam in his debut trios match. That sounds great. I think that means we could talk about the next batch. That's correct. Stop. All right. So this time it's personal. This is mm. going to be Rich Therese's turn. Rich, tell us about Orange Cassidy and uh, Dean Moxley, bros. Dean Moxley, bros. All right. We got Dean Moxley, bros. Maybe more popularly known right now as Gian uh, Moxley versus Orange Cassidy for OC's International Championship. Now, the story here is Orange Cassidy won the title from Phoenix, who won the title from Mox, who won the title from Orange. So, Orange Cassidy feels like in order to validate this international championship run he needs to beat moxley because he needs to beat the guy that beat him for the title that is logical that makes sense thank you for telling a fucking proper story tony khan what you got oh my god that's so angry you don't even know the guy he's so upset about this guy uh listen so uh... I, I like i just i like this is the thing i look for in my story to like tell a proper story make it make sense i always say make it make sense this makes sense. I like it. So seeing as this seems to be the let's do let's do a do-over uh, with Moxley. Let's uh, not have somebody drop him on his head or something. And let's mm-hmm. like continue on. So he's going to go in there. Uh, after Moxley basically threatened to grind poor Orange Cassidy into dust, I looked at Orange Cassidy. He said he was I yeah, I looked at John. I don't think he cares about that. Like, like at this point, what kind of threat is that anyway? It's just another day in the office in a match with this maniac. It's not a threat. It's just there. It just happens. 
But the yeah. reason I said that is because it's more like what he said that either it was because Orange Cassidy had just been beaten up, but he's just out there. He's already just exhausted. He's like, he really is going to hurt me. Like, he wants to do all these things to me, and I'm already tired of this. Right, but the thing there is Orange Cassidy hit the orange punch, and Mox didn't go down. Well, yeah, so that's, there's multiple levels. Doesn't mean what I said is any less incorrect. Or you are correct. around in the dark here. Um, so this match... Blindfold match? End, this, uh, this match can only end two ways. So the one way that I'm seeing here is Orange Cassidy um, going out there, put it on one, and then just losing. You know, it's just... Sorry, dude. Like, I know you're both Tony's favorite toys, mm-hmm. but Ambrose is the first. And uh, he likes him better. So that's what I think is going to happen. Maybe I'm wrong. This is actually a tough call because I like in a way I feel like they're not going to have Orange Cassidy go 0 and 2 against John Moxley, especially for a title. It's kind of big. Then again, what kind of going back to when Mox first won the international title? What does the international title do for him? What does any championship do for anyone? Maybe maybe it's to elevate the title more, but he just he, wants it. Got the, Did, didn't he do like a promo or something? No, yeah, that's fine. Like like storyline wise, I get it. I'm just thinking big picture reason, right? Oh. Like as the booker, what's the reason for giving Mox the belt? Because Moxley's been the world champion before. So far the Though people that held this thing have been Orange Cassidy, Penta, like these are guys that have never been world champions. Moxie has, I think. What? Phoenix, Phoenix, whatever. Who cares? Whatever one of those mass ninjas are. So the one that's not the one that looks like the Joker sometimes. Mm -hmm. He like he's never been the world champion here. So Mm -hmm. I think it's just like, look, anybody can win this thing. Like, even guys like Moxley care about being the champion for this thing. I feel like, um, I feel like Orange is going to retain some now. I think he's going to break out some new finisher out of the old uh, playbook. Hit Mox with it. Kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, OC will retain. Maybe. Maybe so. But you would be incorrect. This is a match about bad blood. This is the uh, home invasion match on the card. Um, Swerve Strickland, fresh off of home invading. Uh, Hangman Adam Page's house. With help of his uh, alleged uh, marijuana addicted uh, manager. Buys it from teenagers at high school. From I, You know what? He doesn't even know. He's just assuming, like, he's just basically... That was rather specific. He saw... I'm speculating. Prince Nana, uh, someone matching his description, purchasing illicit paraphernalia of drugging types from someone that looked like they may be in high school. Allegedly. There's a lot of people... And especially certain demographics that look like they're really young people. So 
Hangman is being a judgmental prick. Uh, and honestly, at judgmental pricks win matches. It's just, you know, this, this guy's going to win. I think it's going to be Hangman winning this match um, because he calls Swerve stupid. And that's his weakness. And now that he's been called stupid, he can't help but be very upset about it. So that's where I'm going to land on this. All right. So starting with my pick, I, I agree Hangman, Hangman wins this. Because for this, uh, I mean, unless they're really going to drag out the story to another event, this is it, right? This is the blow off. Um, Swerve and Nana broke into Hangman's house, allegedly looked at his kid, which, by the way, like, is only the kid home? Is Was the wife not home? I know Hangman wasn't there. Hangman was on TV at the time. Yeah. No, no one heard anything. Whatever. Um, it's almost like it was scripted. Yeah. But I don't want to jump to conclusions. Like, something serious like that, why would you think that would be scripted? Exactly. You know? So, weird. getting back to the promo. Now, people, the IWC was all over this. People loved it. They're like, oh, hang, you know, Hangman's back. He's I, back, I, I, guys. So I watched this promo. And uh Grant, I watched this today. Uh, we're recording on Friday. I'm pulling back the curtain here. Um I'm gonna give this this promo two ratings. For a hangman promo, I will say out of ten, eight point five. It was a very strong promo for hangman, and it was well delivered. But in general, as far as good promos throughout history, some great speakers we've had in pro wrestling, I'll give it more of a 6.5. Like it just, especially towards the beginning, it felt forced. It felt a little awkward. It felt like he had thought a lot about it in advance. It didn't feel like it was coming from the heart in the here and now. Well, he had to clear it with Swerve, so he doesn't think he's being too mean for him because they're little right. babies over there. They don't want anybody getting hurt in their fifis. That's fine. Promo. That's fine, but you got to perform it as if it's real. And well, it's still lacking. Right, but it's it's still lacking that real feel. Like I said, Less 6.5, than... it's better than half. It's better than five. It's good, not great. My take. Look, not everybody's the rock, all right? Some people, they have to walk through a minefield without getting their dick blown off. And God damn it, just barely missed it. Hagman Adam Page somehow managed to make it through a promo without blowing his own dick off. And I think mm -hmm. that's something to be commended because he's prone to blowing his own dick off. And this time not blowing his own dick off, I think that's a gold star. So hopefully that works out for him. What I did appreciate is him taking advantage of the fact that Nana was not protected by the stipulation. 
I mean, yeah, but he seemed kind of like a bully, though, because like he—he's he, not a wrestler. He couldn't, you know, he's gonna beat him up. Like, why? Because he cost the, you a match. The, You're the good the, guy. The, the the reason there is he broke into his house along with Swerve. Oh yeah, he's an accessory. Well, well, did he beat up the camera crew? Because they went too. Camera crew? What are you talking about? Well, someone had to film. That. I know, I know. So but... they also broke in. They were just doing so... their jobs. Oh, were they just following orders, Rich the Riz? Just following orders. Oh, come on, man. So Swerve would have kicked their Swerve would have swerved into them on the highway. No, listen, I think Hangman. Like, I really wish they would have put that in there. He's like, "Oh, you put two camera people in the hospital, so I take him seriously." <laughs> Just have a guy with like a cast on is like, I guess he's not going to be operating any boom mics in his future. You know, just right. something. A hangman doesn't know which camera guys it was. He was very pissed off and he managed to find them. Like you could have had him hunt them down, you know, like had this take place over like him just getting to each one that was involved in what happened. Maybe. It's like really badass and like. Well, we forget one thing. This is not just a wrestling match, Rich Torres. Oh, yeah. This, this is a is... Texas death match. That's ah. right. So, yeah, my question. Me. Does the rope come into play? <laughs> I think or we, we tread lightly. Thing. I think we have to ask first what state this is happening in. Let me see. Oh, yeah, that's Which right. It's probably like a law or something. Inglewood, California? Hmm. I think if you're doing like a performance, you should be okay, right? I don't think he's going to beat him like he beat Moxley, right? I think it might be a little much. You know, it's one thing to have like, uh, you know... Juice Robinson over there with his roll of uh, quarters or whatever. But uh, this is... I don't know. Connotations and whatnot. So Inglewood, right? Yeah. I feel like they play it a little safe. Okay, okay, yeah. So it'll probably be like you'll hit him over yeah. there with a cowbell or something. The, the roll of juice with the roll of quarters happened to be a little bit of happenstance because, you know, you use the he, he would use the roll of quarters in his fist, right? Yeah. And like sometimes when that happens, the roll breaks and the quarters fly fly off. That has nothing to do with the other connotation of MJF's promos of people throwing change at him. However, optically, it certainly could look that way. So optically, it could. Yes. Right. Um, unrelated. So we, 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 all right, great. So, uh, Hagman, I think it's important that we leave this uh, match immediately uh, before anything happens. To us. on to the next. What do we got next? All right. Yes. Yeah. Let's, this next match. Uh, after we uh, use the magic, uh, we have here this tag team match. Rich, why don't you tell us about the Young Bucks uh, taking on Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho, and the winner is the number one contender to whenever they want to have a tag team match. Because so, remember, the Young Bucks won that ability. Yeah, so it says on the Wikipedia, if the Golden Jets win, which is uh, Jericho and Kenny, 
Uh, they get the Young Bucks AEW tag title opportunity, but if the Bucks win, the Golden Jets must disband as a tag team. What I want to know is why does Jericho look like he's standing over me? Uh, that, that, that picture doesn't look like he's dead on. It looks like it's, it's from below. No, he's sitting. He's sitting? Yeah. <laughs> on On what? Me? I don't know. A chair, probably? I don't know what it has to do with you. I don't know. It looks like he's he's like he's he's over there. He's he's angled like he's looking at something like ah. it's from an episode of AEW. Like I don't know what to tell you. I made this man. Like what do you want? Like it's great. They didn't have anything for me to use, so I had to like go around and. Good job, AEW friggin' promo crew. Getting you know getting out these uh, graphics for for your matches that you're trying to hype. Yeah, the hell. All right, so Bucks, they you know they won with some uh, underhanded tactics this week, but they're still throwing shade on Jericho. They don't like Jericho. Kenny, they're cool. It's like, hey, come play with us when you're done playing with Jericho. Yeah, well, thing. you're done playing with your Jericho. You come play with us. Yeah, a couple of Winnipeggers. Oh my! God. They should use that. Yeah, they should use that. That's like that's an AEW thing. We'll call someone a Winnipegger. Yeah, maybe next week when when the Young Bucks complain about how they lost. Which I think the Young Bucks might actually win by cheating. Yeah, I think that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Oh. Super kick party. When are they gonna drop the Young? Uh. How old are they? I'm looking at. I mean, no one ever told the Hardy Boys to drop boys, you know, and they were far yeah. from being boys. Nick is 34, Matt is 38. I mean, I think if you're young post, if you're young bucks now, you're young bucks for life. Rich I guess. Is. I thought it was the other way around. Nick looks older. I don't care. Yeah. Well, since you don't care, let's move on to the next one with your hearty hands. There you go. And of course, in, in the first ever champion versus non-champions match, uh, which, if you need to, let me explain it to you because I know it might be difficult. So, basically, it's one person's the champion and everyone else isn't. So, the winner either gets to stay or is the new. So, more rewording, just like how it's a trios match as opposed to a six-man tag match. Now we have the champion versus non-champions match for the TBS championship. Um, and I think it's going to be Julia Hart. I think that Sky Blue is really, like, I know, they're like, no, but Sky Blue, she helped... Willow Nightingale, there's no way. Well, you're an idiot. Because maybe she's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not, but I am. I'll, by any means necessary. Yeah, I think I'm on that same page. Like, Sky Blue is friends with Willow, but I think she's now more bonded to Julia. And it's essentially going to be a two-on-one. Um, Julia, I feel like this is... She hasn't, she, like, she's not, she'll never be looked at as a dominant female, but she has really the most story going into this, her and Sky in particular, but more so Julia, because she, she's the catalyst here. So I feel like it makes sense to put it on uh, Julia, and uh, 
the House of Judgment, I mean House of Black, get um, a title. Let's go! <laughs> Works for me. Uh, everything you said, which was more. Uh, let's go. Julia Gulia. House of Black. That's right. A couple of old school black guys in here. And for those of us who are new, that's fans of the House of Black. Uh, that's, that's right. what we refer to ourselves. That is correct. Rich Riz, tell us about this four-way tag team championship match. Uh, and I had to look up mm-hmm. that it is indeed Ricky Starks and Big Bill that are the tag team champions uh, going into this match. That they are. That obviously a big story. Uh, spoiler alert. I'm picking the winner to be not Big Bill and Ricky Starks. So they are going to be losing to either La Facción Ingobernable, which represented by Rouge and Jalistico, uh, or FTR, or the Kings of the Black Throne. Now, will the House of Black come away with all the gold? Maybe, maybe not. I feel like this is actually a tough call. As far as which team that is not Ricky Starks and Big Bill is going to win this. If anything, I'd say least likely to be FTR because they don't need it. Right? Mm-hmm. Kings of the Black Throne, I kind of like them chasing. I kind of like them chasing. So I feel like they can give it to LFI. LFI, they've had a strong return since coming back from... Rush's boot camp in Mexico, whatever that was, kind of thing, where you know he had them kidnapped by Jose. Only the strong and kidnapped survive. You know, I mean, uh, what happens in Tijuana is probably going to get buried in Tijuana. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's a high possibility that 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 would happen. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I and I I'd be really interested to see what LFI does as tag champs because you know what. You know who's not doing anything as tag champs? Bill and Starks. Wow. Break them up. It's Starks. Starks is a solo guy. Bill could be a solo guy. Just put give him a mouthpiece that is not Ricky Starks. Put him with um, Archer and uh, the Righteous. Give him. Give him uh, Jake. Yeah, I mean, the, look, the guy's lost in the shuffle. Uh, I agree, but I disagree. I think the winner. Will be status quo. I think my first pick will be FTR, uh, especially with what's happening with the Young Bucks versus Jericho and them. Like to have Young Bucks and FTR run it back. Oh damn! Like I'm like, I get it. People are like, yes, fight forever. You know, whatever. Still uninstalled for my computer. Fuck. Wow. Man. Yeah. Eat a dick. Like you guys robbed me. Um, let's see. Um, maybe if you gave away the DLCs for free, but no, fuck you guys. All right. I, I, I I dropped the F-bombs for AEW Fight Forever. Okay. Mm. Because you released half a game for full price and you charge stupid money for characters that should be a part of the game. So. More like AEW Fuck You Forever. Yeah. Why do I have to pay extra for FTR? Why do I have to pay extra for the Acclaimed? Why am I paying for extra for tag team DLCs here? Like, what are we doing? You know? Anyway. Kenny's uh, yeah. a money grubber. 
Can you believe him? He barely plays his own stupid game. It sucks so much. All right. So, Peggers, yeah, Winnipeg definitely FTR. Yeah, Winnipeg, the king of Winnipeggers. Thank you, Jer. As champ, I am here to discuss the championship match. MJF versus Switchblade. Jay White. Now, I'm going to be honest. I like Jay White a lot. Yeah, his promos aren't fantastic. Yeah, they're pretty similar every time. I like his delivery of the promos. So there's certainly potential there. So if he gets a little more creative, he could be truly great. MJF, actually kind of the same thing. You've talked a lot about that. MJF is repetitive. Same old thing every time. Oh, he's going to go back to telling the story. Blah, blah, blah. This, that, the other. My name is Maxwell. uh, Better than you. Yada, yada. Okay, cool. Somehow, MJF is going to go over here. He's going to retain... He will win the match and finally get the BBB back. He's going to get the belt that he never lost because he didn't lose it because Switchblade is over here running around to pretend, pretending he's a champion. And like I say, if you're pretending to be the champion, guess what? You ain't going to be the champion, at least not yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I say MGF retains, obviously, and I think there's going to be some devil type. Uh, shenanigans happening to like you know breadcrumb people a little bit more uh Mm -hmm. what comes next like post uh marvel i'm a little shocked i thought coming out of this uh pick that you would be a white guy on this uh a j white guy uh to be uh correct but uh alas uh no neither one of us Jay White guys, so we're gonna definitely go on. No, for the record, I am a white guy. I do like. I am a fan of Jay White. I just think MJF is winning this match. Yes, MJF should win this match. Um, I don't know. Jay White's just, you know, he's just a guy. You know, I I think he's great. I'm not gonna, you know, made money and all this and famous, and there was this whole. Bidding war, and I'm sure if he was in WWE, I'd be like, wow, Jay White's the greatest wrestler ever. I don't know. I can't speak to that. That's another dimension because that's not what's happening. That's not what's being portrayed to me. He's got his gang. He's got his little bang, bang gang, his little ass boys, you know, ass boys who can't even beat the acclaimed. But okay. But listen, you know, so you need thugs. You need like guys to get by. Just Robinson's the best guy on the damn thing. You know, like he's he's the best guy. And then he's an anime character. He's a crazy character. He's like really fun and brings joy to people everywhere. He's also a dirtbag piece of shit. So you can't you're not gonna get that everywhere, but why not get it everywhere? Get it here, get it now. Get AEW full gear Saturday, November 18th. What are you waiting for? All right, Tony, but make sure you get that bag to where it go. You feel me, player? All right, so that's what I had to say about that. Listen, Jay White versus Carmelo Hayes could main event any NXT pay-per-view. Who else do I think would make a, a good matchup for Jay White? Because I, I, I really feel like he'd be in NXT, at least for a while. Uh... I feel like Ilya would would kind of destroy him, <laughs> so let's keep keep them apart. Uh, hmm. Who do you think? You son of a bitch! That's like deflection. 
That is deflection. Uh, well, listen, I don't even like him. So you're the one who said he'd do great there. Uh, listen, you I, got I just, Breaker, I just think him and Carmelo Hayes would put on uh, a show. Broadbreaker, um, out the mud, uh, scripts. Uh, who else? Um, scripts, yeah, Jay White for scripts. Brooks and Jensen are breaking up. It looks like. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you saw. So Briggs and Jensen. Yeah, whatever. What did yeah. I say? Biggs and Jensen? Brooks. Brooks. Brooks and Jensen? Who's Brooks? Brooks? Brooks is Jensen. Brooks is Jensen? Yeah, it's Brooks Jensen. I think it's a real Jimmy J. J. Jimmy situation <laughs> going on here. Josh uh, Briggs is uh, the other Josh guy. Josh Briggs main guy. former Evolve big man. Mm. Now here he's, you know. He's he's a guy, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I feel like it's two different people sometimes. But yeah, sure. Um, honestly, I just thought that they thought Jay White was like some main event talent. I thought he would go straight to NXT. I mean, from to to the main line. Oh, I wonder if he's like that's why he's not calling there because they're like, yeah, you got to do NXT. He's like, no, nah, I don't want to. He's like, yeah, but you should. You know, you think it could be that kind of situation? Could be. I mean, like if you're not. Like if if you can main event as opposed to going to NXT, like if you could main event a, a main roster show, go do it. Yeah. Show the other show the other show WWE why you should be on their main roster. All right. More importantly, who's the devil? Gun to your head. <laughs> you have to answer the question. You see, that's not fair because I feel like they haven't written it yet. They have a, they probably have a couple of question marks there. Uh, so we know we know that he's there's a crew of like three, maybe four, right? Plus the devil. I think it's Wardlow. None of them look like Wardlow, but of course they could just put you know, put put say, okay, it's Wardlow now. Uh I don't think it's Wardlow. Well, you know, it doesn't have to be there's no right or wrong answers, Rich Torres. So at least I went out there and took my shot. You you just sit in there safely, not like it has anything to do with you don't lose anything. You know, it's just two guys. You know I like to be right. Even if it doesn't matter, I like to be right. With so the amount of times you've lost, do you think like it's really that big of a deal, especially when nothing's on the line right now? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. So, that being said, it's not impossible that it's Christian. Wow. That's interesting. You know, because I'm trying to look at stature. Like, they're, they are showing us more than just the face. But they show us the stature. It could be Christian. It could be Darby. What if it's Jungle Boy? It could be. Because they did, he did throw them through real glass. That's right. That, that's, did he throw them the through gimmick. real glass? <laughs> because you claimed they were, remember, they attacked yeah. them. Yeah. So it could be him. It could be Jungle Boy. Cry him a river. Yeah, maybe it is Jungle Boy. That's not your guess, though, is it? <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad guess. It's not my guess, but it's, it's a, I think it's a good guess. Um, hmm. 
it's tough because like AEW has a deep roster. What if what if it's uh Nick Nemeth? Well, Rich Larissi, as you think it's Nick Nemeth and it's the dumbest thing ever, why don't we throw that onto the basement book of verse? If you think you know who the devil is, the man behind the devil, you go around down there and you go put it in there. Who knows? It could be a Nemeth. It could be anyone. But I'll tell you who it can't be. Keith Lee. It's a very distinct body shape. Like, yep. there's no way to hide that. Nope. I don't care what vignette you can film for later. There's just no way. It's not Shane Unless Taylor. Unless he's like Clayface. Mm. It's not What's Keith that? Lee. It's not Shane Taylor. It's not Dustin Rhodes. It's definitely not Dustin Rhodes. It's not Sting. And it's not the big show. You mean Paul White, no more BS. Yeah, well, I think Hobbs killed him. So he's gone forever. So Yeah, that looked sure. like it didn't go as intended. Yeah, so I think uh, that's the last... Uh, I guess no more BS is right. So... Last match, huh? I mean... He knew what he was getting into. This is Powerhouse Hobbs we're talking about here. So. And Hobbs dropped him on. Real glass. So maybe it's Hobbs. It's not Hobbs. I know it's not Hobbs. It's too little. <laughs> too little, too late. Oh my god, what if it's uh Brian Brian uh Don Callis? Nah, it can't be Don Callis. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> it could be. Oh my god, if it's Don Callis. You know what? It could be with how upset we are at the mere thought of it might being Don Callis. It's like, of all things, I, you know, this could go one or two ways. We could be mm -hmm. looking at a Rikishi situation. Mm -hmm. You know, this whole time we were wondering who ran down Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm -hmm. Everybody was a suspect except Rikishi. And it turned out to be Rikishi. And when pressed, why, Rikishi? Why would you do this? And Rikishi said, he said, I did it for the people. I did it for the rock. And we were all like, what the fuck? You know? And I think that's when we found out he was like his cousin or something. Mm -hmm. And then they started feuding or whatever. And Rikishi had new music talking about how bad of a man he was. And uh, there was no more dancing because he was busy being a bad man. I don't remember the music. Yes. Bad man Rikishi also got like thrown on to, from a cage onto like a truck bed, like on the back of a truck or something. I think. That was uh, Brock, right? I think so. Somebody took care of him. That yeah. was on top of. I think the Undertaker was involved in too. Maybe, but it was. You know how it is. The, yeah, I don't remember the the specific type of match it was, but it was an elevated structure above the ring, and he was dropped into this uh, like flatbed truck that had a bunch of hay in it. Yes. Yes. It was one of those. We need a new champion. Let's do a thing. Type things. 
So it was also one of those wrestling can be anything kind of things. Yeah. So speaking of wrestling can be anything, we need to get this podcast up for the people. So let's That's get right. out of here. So let us know who you think is behind Del Mass down below. Hit us up at the link tree. Hit us up on the socials. Let us know what you think. Right, right in. Like, subscribe, the whole nine, and Jerry's got a party message. The match of life schedule for one fall. Make it count. Do what the man says. And oh, look, look, what? And happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, is this Thanksgiving episode? Thanksgiving's Thursday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs>